Hi, and welcome to probably the last episode of Becoming People of Prayer. Um, we, Although we might do some episodes um, interview-based style, uh, talking to others about prayer and their experiences of prayer. But in this final episode of kind of this format of talking and teaching on prayer, we want to talk about praying in groups. Um, if you're anything like me, you've probably been in a group in the past where uh, it's time for prayer and we get praying um, and the experience maybe isn't very great. Uh, maybe there's someone there who is praying so loudly or so much that no one else is getting the chance, or or maybe someone's praying in a way that you actually feel is inappropriate. Um, so how should we go about praying in groups? That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode. Hi, and welcome to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast, a podcast designed to explore the spiritual discipline of prayer and hopefully help you and me in becoming people who pray. Now to begin this topic of praying in groups, I want you to consider all that we've talked about up to this point. Um, The importance of the fact that prayer is both communing with God as well as bringing requests to Him. Now when we think about that dynamic, I need to ask, what has been your primary experience at prayer meetings when we consider these two elements? Well, I'm guessing that most people would respond to that question by saying that their their times of prayer in group are really focused on prayer requests. And that's typically the format of church prayer meetings or small group prayer meetings. We get together, we go around in a circle, we share our prayer requests. Perhaps the leader of the group has brought specific requests um, to everyone. And then we sit down and we just start praying. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I do think is that we're actually missing something in that, aren't we? We're missing the communing part. And as much as every time we pray, there, there's a truth that we are communing with God, you know, we're talking to Him, we're, we're being with Him, um, but how can we make our prayer meetings become more a time where we're not only bringing our requests to God in the context of a community, but that it's also um, that we're coming before God and spending time with Him? in the context of community. Now that might make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. I think most of us grew up in a church tradition where uh, individualism in terms of our devotional life or our private lives with God, uh, individualism is is kind of a, a given. It's this implication that when we spend time with God, we're doing it on our own. Uh, that when we come to church, maybe we were together for that time, but you know we have our personal devotions, our personal prayer times. Um, but I, when I read the New Testament, it's interesting when we get into the Greek, you know, the English does not have a very good word um, for the plural of you. You know, if I say, hey, you, I might be referring to an individual or I might be referring to a large group of people. Now, the southern United States has solved this problem by saying y'all instead of you, although I've been to the southern states and I, as an individual, has been referred to as y'all. Uh, so maybe that gets a little bit confusing. But when we're reading the New Testament in the Greek, it's incredibly clear uh, that whether or not the author of any book is speaking to an individual or to a group of people. And more often than not, the you that you're reading in scripture is not you, an individual. It's a reference to a church group, a, a group of people. So when we read in, in Romans 12, 12, to be constant in prayer, or in Ephesians 6, that we should be praying at all times, or in James chapter 5, that we should, uh, that we should pray, all of these uses of you are plural uses. Uh, 
the author is speaking to a group of people. He's telling a collective group to pray. And we think about um, our experience as a church. We are the body of Christ. We are one in Christ. So what a beautiful, powerful thing it is for us to come together and commune and, and be with God together. So my first encouragement to us as we begin this conversation on praying in groups is to consider ways in which you can make a prayer meeting have an element of communing prayer. A couple really simple ways to do that. One is through silence, that we sit as a group in quiet. And as a community, we, we come before God and we wait for him to speak. Now, I, I don't necessarily think that a booming voice will come from heaven when we do that, although I wouldn't rule that out. Um, I think that'd be so cool. Um, but for all of us collectively and at the same time to come and say, God, we're here with you. It's this recognition of, God, we know you're with us, but we're going to pause, we're going to come before you, and we're going to be with you. Times of silence um, are, are very overlooked in church gatherings. We, we like to skip over that. Silence makes us uncomfortable in the context of large groups. But I believe that it is an avenue for us to be with God as one in one community, which I think is an awesome thing. In addition to times of silence, and, and that might only be 30 seconds, a minute or two, um, another great way to commune with God is, is through worship. You know, a lot of prayer meetings, uh, corporate prayer meetings, incorporate this whole idea of worship. Um, but again, the caution here is that as we sing songs in worship to commune with God, we need to be very mindful that we're singing in a group. So choosing songs that have an emphasis of community, or perhaps even changing out some of the, the pronouns in, in, in songs from being it about I to making it about us or we. You know, a song like, Lord, I need you, I need you every time, every hour I need you. It's so easy for us to just swap the words and say, Lord, we need you. We need you. Every hour we need you. You are our one defense, our righteousness. Oh God, how we need you. And in that, we communally pray this prayer of longing to be with him. And we recognize and acknowledge his presence together in a group. And in that, we have these times of communing prayer in the, in the midst of community. And again, as I've, as I've talked to us about um, prayers of intercession, from that place of communing prayer, the community can now turn their hearts to God and begin to pray to him from, to pray prayer requests from that place of communing, which I think is, is such a powerful thing when we do it well. Okay, so let's say we've done that. We, we've taken time to commune with God as a community, and now we're, we're transitioning into a time of prayer. What are some things that we need to keep in mind when it comes to us praying in groups? Now, these principles I want to share with you. First of all, I want to say that I might say something that offends you, and that's totally not my intention. But what I want to do is maybe call out some things that happen in prayer meetings that maybe shouldn't happen. And if you are a leader in your church or of your small group, I'd encourage you to take some of these issues to them and present these issues to them as a group and say, hey guys, let's think about these things and to do it in a safe way. Uh, so as I say these things, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm just trying to point out a few things that might help us better pray in groups. But here's the number one principle for us as we go to prayer meetings. 
and praying in groups. Okay, number one principle. Pray to be heard by God and not those around you. Pray to be heard by God and not those around you. Now, as I say that, I'm not talking about volume, you know, and in fact, if I was talking about volume, the opposite might be true, that we need to pray so that everyone in the room can hear us. That's important, that we we speak loudly and clearly. Um, it, it's not great to be in a prayer meeting where people are praying and you can't hear them. So that's not what I'm referring to, um, but maybe another principle to keep in mind is to speak clearly and loudly. But when I say to pray to be heard by God and not those around you, what I'm getting at is we need to consider the words that we are choosing to say. We're considering the words that we're choosing to say. And this is, again, this isn't about eloquence. In fact, it's the opposite. Um, the invitation here is that when we pray in groups, we need to still pray from the heart. So, so the goal is not eloquence. It's not about perfectly crafted sentences. Rather, it's recognizing, again, that when we pray, we're praying to the Father, right? Our Father God. And as we pray these prayers to the Father, we come to Him as His children. You know, we're not thinking about each and every word. We're not thinking about eloquence. We're not thinking about perfectly crafted sentences. Rather, we're coming to our Father and we're talking to our Father. Now, the thing that I find interesting when people pray in groups is I I feel like their language changes. I don't know if you've experienced this, but you know, it's like people start praying and the words coming out of their mouth are words that they would never use in any conversation with any other person. A couple examples of that is um, people will say, I pray um, over and over and over again. God, we pray this, we pray this, we pray this, we pray this. But if we pause and think about the language, you know, and we transferred that into a conversation with someone else, it would be, hey, Hey man, I just, I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask for this. I wanted to ask if you could do this. I wanted to ask for that and ask for that. You know, and it's, we don't talk to people like that. Uh, And especially you don't talk to people like that who we love and respect. But what is it about prayer meetings that people just, their language changes? And it's, I pray, I pray, I pray. Or maybe you've heard the word just used over and over again in a prayer. We just pray for this. We just pray for that. We just pray for that. And I'm not sure where this comes from. I I feel like it's some sort of evangelical culture thing. It started somewhere and we've just kind of, it's just been taught around the world almost just because, um, just because that's how people seem to pray in prayer meetings and other people learn that. Um, But I want to suggest that I don't necessarily think that that's language of the heart. That to me isn't prayers from the heart. We wouldn't talk to a friend like that. I wouldn't talk to my dad like that. So why do I talk to God like that? And and so my encouragement to us is to let our words just flow from the heart, like we're talking to a friend, remembering that we're we're talking to God, we're addressing God, we're not addressing the people in the room, we're addressing God when we pray. And so our prayer should be almost conversational in that sense. A couple other principles to keep in mind when we're praying in group is, is we need to avoid using prayer as announcements. Avoid using prayer as announcements. Have, have you ever experienced this? You know, it's like someone's praying and they're like, God, I, I just, I, I pray for, I pray for Jeff, you know, God bless Jeff. He's in the ICU from that car accident he was in yesterday. And you just keep praying. Well, you just, this person just used prayer as an announcement to tell everyone else in the room about Jeff, who's in the ICU. Now, if other people in the room know Jeff, 
they're going to be like, what? Jeff's in the IC. What happened? And their brain is going to be flooded with questions. And, and no longer are they praying. They're thinking about what on earth is going on with Jeff. But people do this often in prayer times. Um, the church has gotten really bad at this, where instead of announcing to people what's going on in the life of our church family, we, we tell everyone through prayer. We praise God for um, the, the arrival of a new child, or we, we pray for someone who's in the hospital. And, and that's like the first mention of it. Friends, when we're praying in groups, don't let our times of prayer be the first mention of information that's going to cause other people to be distracted. And it's, it's the simplicity of pausing and saying, hey guys, something just, I just was reminded of something. My buddy Jeff, he was in a car accident last night. Um, some of you know him. Yeah, you know, it, it's really tough, he, but he's in the ICU. I think we should all pray for him. Well, now you've just made an announcement, an announcement, and now you're going to turn the attention of the group back to prayer and let the prayer be prayer. So here's just some really simple things uh, to help us pray with one another. In addition to avoiding using prayer as announcements, we should never let prayer be gossip. And I think you know what I mean when I say that. You know, using prayer as an opportunity to, to air someone's dirty laundry, using prayer as an opportunity to talk about someone with, without them in the room, sharing information about someone that maybe they wouldn't want shared. You know, so often I hear people um, tell me, you know, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but, but I'm going to because then you can pray about it. And then they go on to share some information. Well, friends, if you've been given information in confidence or you've become aware of something in confidence, that isn't your information to share. And sharing it through prayer in the context of a, a group prayer meeting is, is not a good idea. So we shouldn't do that. Again, we want to recognize that that our prayer time, I, I believe our prayer time, is, is an intimate experience. The, the way that we're praying in that group of people with us there, there's something intimate and powerful about that. That's not a place to be making random announcements. It's not a place to be, uh, sorry, random announcements in prayer specifically. It's not a place to be gossiping. Rather, it's a place to recognize that we're with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. And while we keep that in mind, we, we remember that we need to keep our prayer requests confidential. You know, so when, when someone shares in a group, it's the assumption simply should be that that information was shared in, in good faith, that it wouldn't be spread around. And in addition to that, we need to respect the way that other people pray. You know, um, it, it, we shouldn't leave a prayer meeting and then talk to our friend and be like, man, that one guy, he was so annoying or he was so obnoxious. You know, that's not how we deal with people who are maybe disrupting a prayer meeting. You know, if someone in the group is being obnoxious, we, we need to confront them. You know, we take them to the side and we say, hey, you know, I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate that you want to pray. But have you thought about the impact of the way you speaking in that way is? Have you thought about the impact of the gossip that you say in your prayer? Whatever it is, right? We take people aside and we deal with them one-on-one. -on -one. We don't walk away from a prayer meeting and, and make fun of people who we were praying with. It doesn't make any sense. We also need to recognize that the space, that the time we have with people, the praying that we're engaging in, that again, as it is a, um, it is an intimate experience, we also need to take it seriously, which means we avoid sidebar conversations. 
You know, while someone's praying, we don't lean over to our friend and start talking to them about something else. But no, we, we come with, we come to pray. We come with an expectation to pray, to meet with God in our prayers, to do the work of prayer, to engage in that with friends. Another thing to keep in mind as we pray with others, in addition to not, not making announcements, not gossiping, uh, not talking poorly of our brothers and sisters, is to just be mindful of the length of our prayers. You know, I've been to so many prayer meetings where it's like, there's that person there who just goes on and on and on, and it feels like, you're like, man, like, I'm not going to get a chance to pray. But think about that. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus addresses the issue of the length of our prayers. You know, Matthew 6 verse 8 says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. We don't need to spend a lot of time um, just rambling off words when we pray. Rather, we should be short and concise, direct, knowing that God hears us and he knows our hearts. So those are just a few things, again, all in this context of praying to be heard by God and not those around us. Keeping in mind that it's a there's a social gathering aspect to what we're doing when we pray. Be mindful of those around you. Be considerate of them. So let's say you're leading a prayer meeting. What are a few things that you might use uh, to help you in praying with others? Well, I just have four suggestions for us. The first is something I call popcorn prayers. Um, this might have a different name, but this is what I use for it. And the concept behind popcorn prayers is that everyone in the prayer group is keeping their prayers really short um, and, and down to one or two sentences. And the idea of this is, especially if it's a late night or early morning gathering, people are tired. And I find that popcorn prayers really keep everyone in the group engaged. Uh, and so, so it's the simplicity of, you know, you share your prayer requests, you go to prayer, and everyone who's praying is just praying these short prayers with the expectation that they're going to pray again and again and again throughout that meeting. And my experience with that has been really positive. It, it cuts down on long, awkward silence. And I, I really watch people who might not in other contexts pray, work up the courage and the excitement to pray together. Uh, so I found that to be really helpful. Uh, the second thing I want to suggest, which won't come as any surprise, is to use scripture. Open your prayer meetings with a passage of scripture and that, let that scripture anchor the entire time of prayer. So let's say we're going to use something like Psalm 23. We read Psalm 23 as a group. Well, Psalm 23 teaches us a lot about God and a lot about us. And something you can do as a group is just pray out of that text. So you start praying. Th maybe you're praising God in prayers of thanksgiving, um, thanking him that he is our good shepherd. Maybe you come to the, the line where it says um, that we shall not want, and you're just very aware of the many needs in the group, and you can pray out of that verse, Lord, you say that we shall not want, but God, we're feeling a lot of need. Would you meet us in that pray, place of need? And allow the scripture to guide your time of prayer in addition to prayer requests. A third suggestion is to pray into one issue at a time. Now, kind of like popcorn prayers, the idea of this is to keep everyone engaged. The expectation would be that everyone who's present would be would be willing to pray into a specific issue. Um, and what you do really is someone shares a prayer request, and then you go around a circle or go around the group, and each person will pray about that one prayer request. And once everyone's prayed for it, 
someone else brings up a prayer request and you do the same thing and you go around and around. Again, this, this is something that really moves prayer meetings forward. Uh, there's a sense of knowing what we're praying about and who's praying next. Um, and I found it to be really effective. And there's also this really neat uh, sense of um, having prayed for something thoroughly in, in a really cool way that the group feels like they've really accomplished something together. The fourth suggestion I have for us is praying with the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. And ACTS is a, a great thing to use in prayer, be it with yourself in your own time of prayer, but in a group setting, it's fantastic because it kind of helps us move a bit into the communing part of prayer as well. And ACTS very simply stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So if you were to lead a group of of people through this prayer time, you would start off by saying, okay, guys, we're going to start with adoration. Let's pray together prayers of thanksgiving um, and prayers of worship to God. And then the group just goes around and people, as they feel led, pray prayers of thanksgiving. Um, When you feel like an adequate amount of time has been spent there, you move on to the next confession. Hey guys, let's let's confess. And and maybe you start that off in the quiet of, of each person's heart. You just give time of quiet you ask each person to, to confess sins that they're aware of in their life. Um, or maybe as a group, you, you confess of things you're aware of that maybe the church is out of line on something. Um, maybe someone feels comfortable actually confess their sin in front of the group. There's a lot of power in that. Again, when you feel like um, an adequate amount of time has passed, you move back into prayers of thanksgiving and being very specific. What are areas and things that you are thankful for? in your life and and give thanks for each one in prayer. And then lastly are these prayers of supplication, which are prayers prayed in their prayer requests, right? Coming before God and saying, hey God, these are our needs. We bring these things before you. And in the supplication piece, this is where we're participating in the work of God and in seeking to see his kingdom further established in our lives and in the world around us. And so acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, a really easy um, four-stage process to take a group through. Well, that's all I got on this praying through groups, uh, praying with groups, sorry. Um, And again, my my encouragement to you is just to recognize that prayer meetings and groups can be these really life-giving, enriching times. I know in my own church, we've watched attendance really fluctuate around prayer meetings, but I encourage you If you're not praying with other believers, you're really missing out. And if you're not praying with other believers because of a lot of the things I've brought up, you know, know, it's like, well, they pray so long or they pray like this or they pray like that. I'd encourage you to to take a place of leadership and come to your group and say, hey, guys, here are some thoughts. I was listening to a podcast and here's just some thoughts on prayer and, and share that with the group. And then as a group, you move towards becoming people of prayer you move towards seeing those prayer times enriched. And that is just such a huge blessing. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast series, for sticking with me over these nine episodes. I hope that you've been blessed. Um, Again, we might come back with some more episodes um, interviewing people about different types of prayer. Um, I want to talk to some different ministry leaders uh, with prayer. So you can just stay subscribed to this podcast to, to get those updates. But um, I pray that it, you've been enriched. I know that I've been so blessed as I've prepared these episodes and, and taught the classes. And I really hope that you, like me, are moving towards becoming a person of prayer. God bless.
Well, thank you for listening to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast series. This podcast series is a part of the Equip podcast put out by Twilliger Community Church. You can learn more about Twilliger Community Church by visiting tcchurch.ca. I invite you to subscribe to and share this podcast with others, as well as to take the thoughts and the concepts from this episode and share them with others. You will not grow as a Christian without the accountability and friendship of other believers. The music for this podcast series comes from one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Sandra McCracken, with her song, He Walks With Me, off her record, God's Highway. You should really check it out. Well, God bless, and I pray that you will experience the joy and blessing of being a person of prayer.